0: Imagine yourself as a writer and your idea is to put on the best screenplay there ever was. I'm talking about Taj Mahal status, Broadway, something so big that will shake the minds of every person that comes to see this show. So within the green room, you create all the characters, you outline all the parts that need to be played by every single character, you write the script. You pick the costumes, you pick the masks, and you organize the timing of every person that comes on stage from the beginning to the middle to the end. And so this screenplay in your mind has to be so good that it not only has to blow your audience away and make it so memorable to them, they just really can't get it out of their minds but you also have to convince yourself of how real this is. You also wanna be taken aback by your own screenplay, right? So that's sort of like tricking yourself to believe something that's not real, that you created and you know is not real, but you wanna convince yourself that it is real. In order to have an emotional experience from the perspective of each character that is played, both the victim and the villain. Once you have mastered every piece of this script and got each actor to play their role so well that they individually would be able to convince an audience of their story and the part that they played in that screenplay. And so you have a sold out show and the audience Raws at the end. You have people in that audience that are crying. You have some that are laughing, but collectively they are all amazed and give you a standing ovation. And higher than that, you give yourself a standing ovation because as you sat back from the green room, watching this play through the perspective of every single character that you hired to do their script, you got lost in a play yourself. And that's how you knew that that play was a win, was a hit because you even lost yourself in the parts and the characters of the actors. Now let's take this to a soul level. A soul decides to write a screenplay of its earthly life. But in order to write this screenplay, it also needs various actors to put on various costumes, to put on various different masks in order to bring the fulfillment of this screenplay production to its fruition. And just like the earthly person, the screenplay uh, writer, this soul also wants to make this its biggest show yet. It's done hundreds of other shows, but this one is the grand finale, so to speak, the big one. So when choosing the characters, And the actors, it chooses its actors from a selective group of souls that have played in other shows before. These are A-list actors. This soul is very familiar with these particular souls. And since the soul itself is the primary star of its own show, of its own screenplay, it has to also be equally as convincing. It has to become so lost in character that it has to forget who it is, who that soul is in order to pull off the facade of a different character. Now the details of this spiritual screenplay is so complicated, far more complicated than the physical person who was on earth who put on a screenplay. This is far more complicated because in order for the soul to put, to put on a screenplay Regarding human life, it has to get itself into a body. So now the soul not only has to get itself into a body, it also has to get all of the other souls into a body to play these parts. And so now the soul has to create a body, just like it created that screenplay. It has to create a body so that the roles of the character can be expressed. And since emotions are a language of the body, the soul then becomes a three-dimensional entity of spirit, soul, and body. And once that soul arrives in our three-dimensional system, the lights come on and the show is on. Each participating soul, including the star of the show, which is the screenplay writer, have to now forget completely who they are for a time and get lost in the characters that it created. It's all a drama of joy and pain and peace, and suffering, and each soul becomes trapped in each emotion. So much so that at the end of the show, not only is the audience convinced of the drama that just took place in this thing called life, but the actors itself, the souls that are all involved, once the lights go out and the curtain comes down, they snap out of their trance, And they return back to who they are, spirit. And then they realize that it was all a show. And the star of the show, that soul who played the main character of the show, in order for him to create the characters, he had to embody each character. He had to become each character. He had to become the victim and the villain, both the mother and the father, the brother and the sister, the man at the church, The man in the grocery store, the woman, the secretary, the addictions, the accidents, the joys, the pleasures, everything. This soul had to experience all of it in order to create it. And so this is a drama that the soul puts together. And once it's all said and done, once the drama has ended, a new screenplay, one that's even bigger and better than the last one is on its way to being created. This is life. This is what we created for ourselves. We just don't remember because we're trapped in the drama of it all. We had to forget who we were in order to become the characters that we are here to play here on earth. And so you may be saying, well, why would we do that? Why would we then come down here? Why would we separate from who we are? And dim our spirit to come down here to put on a show. Well, we're here to experience it all. We're here to experience everything that can be experienced. It's one thing to be light, as I said in my previous podcast, but it's another whole different thing to experience light. And in order to experience light, we have to know what darkness is. See, they go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other, just like here and there. In order for us to know that we're here, we have to understand where there is. You can't have an up without a down or down without an up. An in without an out or an out without an in. You can't have a victim without a villain. You need a villain in order to be a victim. And so these are the complications of life that we set up for ourselves to have all these various experiences. But here's an interesting thing. The way that our soul created our body, it created it as a five sensory mechanism. Our physical senses is geared towards outward, outside of our bodies, away from who we really are. So we can become so distracted in the drama that we forget who we are in order to pull off the play. So then we go through life Trying to do and fix and gain everything through everything outside of ourselves. We know that nothing outside of ourselves created our human body, but yet we're so distracted in the drama of life that we use every artificial measure to repair a body that was created by our soul. We use everything outside of us to gain status to gain success. We work physically thinking that that's the source of all success in just everything, the key to life. Meanwhile, we don't even know that it's all a distraction because there are two things going on in our bodies. There's two lives taking place simultaneously. It's the physical life that's looking outward. And then the soul has a drama of its own, a mission to work out some things, to experience some things in a natural way. And the only way to do this is to be here in this three-dimensional system, to have physical experiences with things like forgiveness. In order to become forgiveness, as I mentioned in my earlier podcast, there needs to be something to forgive. And typically that's going to consist of something very, very traumatic <laughs> in order for a soul to become or experience what it feels like to be forgiving. And the same thing is true when it comes to love. You have to experience hate. You have to know what that looked like in order to know what love feels like. And so we get trapped in this drama of life and our soul (laughs) is so clever that it's working out and experiencing and setting up all these things on our own plate for us to experience for the sake of the whole, for the sake of the beauty of creation to have these experiences that it wouldn't otherwise have unless it had a body. So isn't that something to think about? (laughs) Now we have these Western religions, this Christianity, these Hebrew Christians, and you know, I know their theory is, is that we are here placed by God. I don't know how, but you know, we're just placed here. And we're placed here under hellfire and damnation with a God that has opinions about how we do things, that has views on how we should live our life, that we have to get things right, follow the order of a Bible that was created over 2000 years ago. And if we don't submit ourselves to this book of law, we are damned to hellfire and damnation. And so we have Christians living on this earth so afraid to be themselves They're so afraid to live authentically due to the restrictions that has been placed on them and here's the twist of it all as we get older we all strive to become more than what we are evolution is inevitable we strive to become more than what we are. We strive. And so, and for many people, it's not about obtaining anything. It's about becoming your authentic self, finding out what it is you truly, truly love to do in this earth, finding a way to enjoy it while we're here, because we do all have an inner knowing that there is something deeper going on <laughs> beyond our flesh. When we go to sleep, we know that we're not in control of whatever happens. Our organs still vibrate and function. We don't have to turn on our brains in the morning. We don't have to start our immune system. Something does it for us. And when we're in a heated argument in the middle of traffic with a spouse or a loved one, someone takes over and gets us where we need to go because Lord knows we're not even focused on what's going on around us because we're so engulfed in this situation. Something deeper is going on and we all know it. Now the idea of us just coming here waiting for God to judge us, to tell us whether we're gonna go to heaven because we did okay or be incinerated forever, ever, eternity. And then you have the scientist that says that we got here through a big bang in the universe. So that's a one-time effect. And then you have the atheist who says, well, I don't believe in any heaven or hell or any devil, we're just here. So according to <laughs> the majority We just ended up here one way or the other, and this is only a one shot deal. Well, I like what Alan Alan Watts said. He said, if something can happen once, that means it can happen again. Because if something was only meant to happen once, then it wouldn't happen at all. And so the whole of life has shown us that everything comes back. As we are being born, people are dying. Seasons come seasons go everything seems on this earth to have a continuation of life and species in other words nothing ends and even as we play our roles here in our physical body for the lifetime that we are in right here we aspire for more we want more and like i said it's not necessarily anything material although we all want material Okay, but we still want more out of life. We're trying to evolve. We're trying to get bigger. And the fact that we simply aspire to be more than what we are, the fact that we evolve, the fact that we grow, the fact that we duplicate is all the proof that we need that life did not start here, nor does it end here. Ram Dass said, death is like taking off a tight shoe. Cause you had to dim your light and become so dense in order to even fit in this body to begin with. So life and death is just a shift in consciousness, but it still goes on. And we know that because again, we know that spirit is eternal and we know that we have a spirit on the inside of us. It keeps going and going and going. Spirit is consciousness. Consciousness is awareness. Awareness is energy and energy can never be destroyed. So there's no beginning or end when it comes to energy. If the spirit is responsible for the creation of the human body, and is also responsible for the exiting of the human body, then it's also responsible for the planning of the human life. The spirit precedes the human life. And as a Broadway show, a drama, a play is scripted out in detail before it's actually performed, so is it in spirit. Now, if that didn't give you something to think about, I don't know what will. (laughs) I just don't know what will. (laughs) But what I do know is that life is a mystery. It's a mystery and there's so much going on and I have always for as long as I can remember been so curious about this waking up and falling asleep business, about this life and this death business. I'm like that child, you know, tugging at a mother's coat saying, but why, but why, but why, what does that say? What does this mean? I'm here for the enfoldment of life. I have a front row seat and I am excited every day that I wake up and I realize that I woke up (laughs) to no effort of my own. Something else is there. I wake up and I look outside and I see the sun shining just for me. I see the star shining at night just for me. I see the moon just for me. The oceans, the water, the trees, the vast enormity of it all. It seems to serve man, to serve me. I created this theme of life. I created it all, the pains and the pleasures. The victims and the villains. I'm playing all those parts because it's my show. Isn't that something? Now I may not like how it feels because I'm all focused on the outward, you know, the outward world of physical effects. And I know that I'm a casualty, that my physical body and all those that I love are all casualties of my war, of my play. But I know I'm playing all the parts. So this is what it meant when Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Do unto others as you you would have them do unto you. I see what that means now. Because as I hurt someone else, I'm hurting myself. We all come from one spirit. One eternal spirit. And we're all specks of the sun. And without one speck, there wouldn't be no sun. So we are all part of the same energy, the same spiritual source, the same entity that created everything. We're all part of the beginning and we're all part of the end. And there is no beginning and there is no end. (laughs) Wow. Life is grand. See you guys in my next episode. I hope this gave you something to think about. Thanks for joining me. I'm Lena Crespo. If you want to find out more about what I do and what I'm into and pick my brain a little bit, go to www.lenacrespo.com. I'm also on YouTube, just a few videos, but I'm there. And I'm also on Facebook, like my Facebook page, Coach Lena Crespo, and also my IG, I am Lena Crespo. Thank you for joining me and see you in the next show. Bye-bye.